This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another year. Yes, another decade. No, not another decade. The next decade starts at the end of this year. No, I disagree. I think that this is a perfectly valid start to the decade. (laughs) It would be if the the year sequence started at the year zero, but it didn't. mm, It started at one. Okay, so (laughs) is the 20th century a century? Yes. Are the 1900s a century? (laughs) Uh, No. I disagree. <laughs> uh, look, uh, look. I was payroll clerk uh, at the time of the transition from last century to this century, and I can assure you, as far as companies were concerned, the the decade, the century, started uh, two thousand and one. Right at the beginning of yes. So there we go. I disagree. It's the way it is. I disagree. I think they are both valid. Look, uh, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion, and uh, we'll move on. Uh, look, we'd also like to welcome all of our listeners, our dear listeners, in the United States, Australia, United Kingdom, Sweden, the Netherlands, formerly known as Holland. But no longer, because no. the government has decided not to. No. <laughs> Bad. And fair enough. Uh, therefore, Australia was previously known as New Netherlands. Uh, Canada, New Zealand, France, Belgium, Singapore, Croatia, Tunisia, Germany, Malaysia, India, Cambodia, Denmark, South Korea... Switzerland, Brazil, Norway, Rwanda, and Wakanda. So uh, thank you all, dear listener, for being in those countries. Uh, We welcome you to a new year, but not a new decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Uh, And uh, what are we going to be watching? Uh, We're going to be watching uh, footage of the last two weeks, which won't be very exciting because it was a very quiet Christmas. Right. Actually, aren't we watching a science fiction movie with... (laughs) No. No. No, we're watching a thermometer on a hot day. We are. We are indeed. Okay. Please tell us what we're watching. Mercury Rising. (laughs) Good, good. Tell us a little bit about Mercury Rising, please. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> Just give me a moment And don't rattle You're, you're rattling the, the, the I, I can't help it This you, is a very This I'm holding this still And you can hear it rattling 
<sighs> I can hear it rattling, Thomas. Yeah, you can. Because it is a very rattly case. I should point out that there's no rattle audible at all. I'm actually adding that in post. <laughs> He's not. It's there. What is uh, the plot synopsis on the back of the shaky case of Mercury Rising, please, Thomas? Art Jeffries, played by Bruce Willis, a renegade FBI agent, combats ruthless federal agents to protect Simon, a nine-year-old autistic boy who has cracked the government's new unbreakable code. He can read Mercury, spelt in all caps. So presumably in an, an acronym of some kind. The most advanced encryption code as easily as other kids read English. This ability renders the new billion-dollar secret code vulnerable, especially if enemies of the United States should learn of Simon's abilities and capture him. Program chief Nick Kudrow, played by Alec Baldwin, orders the security threat eliminated, but Kudrow hasn't counted on Jeffries getting involved. As they are trailed by deadly assassins, Jeffries quickly realises that no one can be trusted. Now time is running out, and he discovers his only hope of survival is using Simon's special ability to bring their adversaries to justice. Now, just so that it's not entirely wasted, I would like to point out, even though this is not a visual medium, that Thomas did put unbreakable in air quotes. So, Well, it was in air quotes on, on the bucket back of the case. Yep. Okay, so... I, I realised how silly it was immediately. <laughs> it is. It is not a science fiction film, but it sounds like a, a bit of fun. Thomas is going to do the honours and break through the... We, we, we have an artefact here. We have, we have the, the remains of, of a dying medium, the, the, the Kmart physical media sticker. That's right. Which is an interesting point because... Um, the world is slowly coming to realise that this great dropping of the physical media um, bandwagon that everyone jumped on when they were all saying, oh, we can just watch it on Netflix or we can watch it on Amazon Prime, is biting them in the backside. It's, it's all well and good until the licensing deal runs out. That's right, and it is happening so often. Um and who knows, we may well see, a, in fact, they are saying that there is a resurgence in purchasing of TV series, especially because they seem to be the things that get dropped. Um, and I know from experience that my 16-year-old daughter has been watching Friends, and I think Friends has disappeared. Anyway, during this conversation, of Thomas, of course, has been unwrapping the case. On the, the other case. hand... On the other hand, there are some downsides to physical media, and uh, and one of those downsides is is this this blue rectangle of of sticker, which ow. I should all, point all, out all that all this has done has gotten blue ink residue on my my fingernail. <laughs> Thomas does have fingernails. I mean. Uh, in theory, he should be able to just talon his way through that case really, really easily, but it's not happening. It does sound good, though. 
again, uh, for the benefit of our listening audience, Thomas has an angry face, a frustrated face, and now a look of sheer relief as he opens a freshly released from its cellophane case and discovers that the DVD in it is actually mouldy. The case does not have a pleasant smell. This is... Anyway, let's... So it's it's out of its box. It's unwrapped, and hopefully it's going to get some love in here. Um, and we'll decide, after watching, whether it stays on the shelf. Ooh, are you ready for a generic universal menu screen? I am looking forward to the generic universal uh, menu screen, where no expense has been spent on... <laughs> It's a screenshot and some buttons, and the buttons are the same across every single release. That's right. Um, Thomas is going to put that in the machine, and we shall watch it, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. I thought that we weren't going to do that this year. (laughs) Uh, We didn't discuss it. You mongrel. And I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thomas is still processing. I was ready at a few points, especially around the middle of the film, to throw up a white flag, because this film made me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I sort of get that way a lot about depictions of autism, because, yep. well, I'm on the spectrum, yes. somewhere on there. Yep, yep. As am I. It's, 
it's difficult watching depictions of autism in media because it's often the extreme. Yep. Yep. And... I don't really have all that much else to say about the film. Mm-hmm. Some some stupid decisions being made by adults who should have known better. Yep. Um, getting into spoilers for the very end of the film. <laughs> don't... He's, he's holding the boy. Please do not shoot him at point blank while he's on the edge of a roof. Yep. Yeah, that, that's it. That's uh, it. Yep. Um, I, I I certainly felt that discomfort, and I don't think if that film were to be made today, it would be made like that. No, absolutely not. And we have learnt a lot in the... What was it? 1995 this was made in, I think. 98. 98. Based on the 96 novel. Okay. So that's 22 years ago. 21, 22 years ago. Um, Yeah. So even in that time, a lot has... And I have seen that change happen over that that period of time, certainly. Um, uh, and not not trying to justify it as much no. as put it into a um, historical context, I guess. And in that respect, I think for the time that it was made, it was actually quite respectful um, compared to how um, autism was treated then the the mm. the stereotype was a lot less in this than was the trend at this time i think they were trying to be um as respectful as they can with mm. the material that they had and the knowledge that they had but but yes it was an uncomfortable film as far as that was concerned and still stereotypical Mm. Um, and yeah as far as my feelings as far as a a movie was concerned uh, (laughs) the only other thing that that jumps out at me um, was how much Alec Baldwin reminded me of um, and I've lost track of his name he's the President of the United States (laughs) Trump <laughs> reminded horse me in of hospital. Sorry, the horse in the hospital. It's 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 a reference to a, a, a stand-up comedian John Mulaney who who likened Donald Trump to a horse having been let loose in a hospital. Right, and and not knowing exactly what the horse will do next. Oh, the the horse is in an elevator and using an elevator. I didn't know, I didn't know a horse could do that. <laughs> I, I guess we're here now. Um, 
<laughs> yes. Um, isn't it? that? See, that's what happens when I've been avoiding news for the last uh, little while. I could actually separate myself from, from the horse mm. in the hospital um, and, and thus have Alec Baldwin jump out at me and... <laughs> Because he has performed mm. as yes. Donald Trump and quite well, uh, I could still see it in this. Alec bizarrely. Baldwin does the, the the large, angry man quite well. He does. Um, yes. Um, look, it is a film of its time, and I think it was well made for its time as to how well it has aged in a number of ways that's hard to say um i i didn't have any high expectations for it um and yeah i don't know where it sits shelf wise whether i would watch it again or not I don't know that that that, that discount. Yeah, that 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 discomfort wise, um, I can um, re- relate to a a great extent. Um, as as far as critically goes, yep, it it did not do well critically. This this was also the year that was did Armageddon. Yep, and the siege. Yep. And for the sum of those three performances, he was awarded a golden Razzie. <laughs> oh, look, he is what he is. He's 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 Bruce Willis, and as far as um, the, where he falls in that genre, I think he in in the genres that he performs in, I mm. certainly think you know he's. Uh, a number of steps above, say, Schwarzenegger. Mm. Um, and I think his acting chops are certainly better than um, those of, of that ilk. Mm. But, um, and look, even um, Stallone, I think he he grew up in those circles uh, as far acting-wise, and I, I think he's still got um, more strengths than than those. That's personal opinion, and <laughs> and that's what we're here for, personal opinions. But a- anyway, um, yeah, look, I... It was a more solid film than I was expecting, and it had that going for it, but I don't think, yeah... I think that will will probably wander its way off the shelf. So let's <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's let's. What's on the shelf? You know, it's probably DVDs. We've had some additions over our yeah. long sabbatical <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I should also point out that I picked up a few that I hadn't added onto the list whilst uh, checking on certain discrepancies. So forty-six oh, is what I'm seeing. You're not going to let me announce that we're about to use the randomising randomometer. 
powered by random.org. No. no, you're not. Okay. So 46? Yes. Uh-huh. Still a little shaky at the moment. Sorry about that. I Yes. Yeah. 14. 14 is what I'm seeing. Sorry, what what was the 46? That that was the number of rows. I've already rolled the 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 number. It was 14. So why did you say 46? Because there were 46 rows. Oh, 46 rows. So yeah. from the 46 that we've got... 14. 14. <laughs> we're all a bit of a mess here yeah. in uh, the Mad Cat Studio, the Crazy Cat Studio. The deranged. The deranged cat studio. Mm. Yes. It's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. And hold on, I need to, I need to move the microphone, microphone back a bit. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear, that that's going back a bit in the uh, submissions. I re- it is. I seem to recall there was a, a little bit of a, a, an argy bargy happening there between Mortal Kombat and uh, Street Fighter. Mm. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so Mortal Kombat. Thomas, have you seen Mortal Kombat? No, I've not. I've heard it's not very good. <laughs> I've heard that too, and cannot uh, verify that because I have not seen it either. It's not on the shelf either. Not on the shelf. Uh, just rip that band-aid off. Ooh. Ooh, good, so good catharsis. Zero points there yeah. with a multiplier of zero. Mm. In fact, let's divide it by zero. Ooh, no, that's going to be a problem. That's going to throw up errors, even if it's zero. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Jeff, quick and uh, to the point. No points for Mortal Kombat. But we do thank you for that contribution <sighs> and hope you uh, get to hear the excitement that that uh, caused. And the again, this has been a very visual episode. Uh, Thomas did move the microphone. <laughs> In the Deranged Cat Studios, well away from his mouth, and uh, <laughs> and great hilarity, uh, great hilarity ensued. Ensued. I was thinking pursued, and that's not right. Oh, this is a real mess. I'd like to pursue some hilarity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thomas, I'm sorry. Um, yes, it's okay. I'll be fine. It, it's, it's interesting. We have tackled many issues in, and, and, and a lot of them have been issues to do with war, mm. um, which we haven't really been able to relate to no. before. But uh, in the family experience of um, the impacts of autism and how one thinks and how one behaves and the different levels of it. Um, we've, we've had a bit of experience in that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so the personal impact was well and truly felt in that. Anyway, um, so thank you, Jeff, for adding the hilarity. And still for time. Oh, we're still for time. Thomas is synchronising um, his... My Movies app. I'm currently, whilst we're waiting for this to synchronise, I'm currently trialling the uh, next version of the Android app for My Movies. 
and uh, ironing out some bugs, or at least identifying bugs for them. Mm. It is version three, which is what Android, uh, what uh, iOS is already on. They tend to make all their mistakes on the iOS version, and uh, and then make it easier to iron it out for the. Well, that's my opinion. <laughs> No, admittedly, when the first version came out, iOS was very much the the predominant um, money maker, really, for for apps. And Android's slowly catching up. And the, there's there's a few things that Android has to overcome. the 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 first is um, operating system adoption, because yep. it takes a while for people to pick up new versions of android it takes a, a while for manufacturers to pick yeah. up new versions of android the other problem is piracy yeah which runs which i have heard from people who would know because they are developers of of apps and games that piracy does run a bit amok on the android ecosystem yeah look um my movie certainly has a, a reasonable method of overcoming that by having a um a, a specific code that's linked mm. to your users so to actually access the database um which is stored offline and to do the synchronize that you've just had mm. you you need to verify that you've uh, made your initial payment to do that so um, let's take Mercury Rising off the list Mercury Rising is off the list um, bye okay I am ready for the next segment okay, now okay the next segment is this shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week Thomas, would you be so kind as to give the iPad a shake and hope that it comes up with something that doesn't tackle such deep issues? The 2001 film, Amelie. Oh, cool. Yeah, look, I think this will be a, uh, a slightly less um, um, intense film. Uh, however, we will have to read subtitles because it's all in French. And I should also thank one of our listeners for mm-hmm. providing this disc for me. That is why this disc is on the shelf. So you will find that it is unwrapped. But I believe this is one of the films that someone uh, who is updating their their DVDs and is this in Blu-ray? This is Blu-ray, yes. Yes, so someone who is updating their Blu-rays to 4K or or reducing their... Mm. I cannot speak for the person concerned and I don't know whether he wants to be plugged or not, but... Uh, my, my sum experience with this film is a joke made on a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which revealed <laughs> none of the plot... And was mostly just riffing. It was just a riff. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, quite a famous film, uh, but I have not seen it, hence the reason it is unwatched. <laughs> mm. So that's going to be next week's episode. We're going to be watching the French film Emily. Uh, um, Emily. Emily. Uh, um, Emily. Uh, Emily. Would you, sir, 
please read any plot synopsis that may be in English on the... Well, fortunately it is. Excellent. Otherwise, I would have to translate. And as I've not learnt French, it could be a bit of a dog's breakfast. Amélie Poulain lives in Paris in and in a world of her own. Introverted, but with a very extroverted imagination... Amelie is obsessed with the small pleasures of life and believes she can twist the fate of others by affecting the slightest changes in their environment. So, she sets out to give the lonely and unloved a new lease of life, taking some time to enjoy skimming stones and planning to win the heart of Nino. Ah, uh, nothing like winning the heart of Nino. Ah... <laughs> <sighs> I think we're going to need a stiff drink after this. Would you like some sarsaparilla, Thomas? I would like some sarsaparilla. Some right. sarsaparilla would be quite okay. nice. I shall mix you up a stiff drink of sarsaparilla <laughs> after this. And um, whilst he's drinking that, we would love to wish you all a happy new year. Yep. <laughs> and uh, hope that we manage to keep going and get through this slowly diminishing list of uh, unwatched, unloved and still under wraps films. As we slowly trundle on to mystery hiatus. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes. And um, until next week, we'll catch you later. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. been a good thing to catch if I'd been recording, but I mm. wasn't. Nope. Because I've forgotten how to do this stuff. <laughs> We've been on break for so long. <laughs> so long. And thanks for all the fish. A nine-year-old autistic boy who has cracked... Cracked... <laughs> <laughs>